All right, on episode six of 94 by 50, we bring to you an interview with a, a great friend of mine, a great up-and-coming basketball coach. He's the associate head coach at Florida College. His name is Chase Teichman. Chase is fantastic. We appreciate him taking the time to join on with us. We talk anything from movies to his role there at Florida College, which is NAIA, the school. Uh, we talk about cereal. We talk about the NFL, the Tennessee Titans, the whole deal, just life, laughs, you know, how we do in our interviews. We like to change gears and jump around. So Chase is a trooper and does a great job in that. Uh, we give you a little college and NFL football update. Uh, sorry to the Tennessee Vols. You're going to have to suffer through this one, but we do encourage you to stay in. I give you a little homework, uh, and we have a quick little timeout and, uh, and a little life lesson with me where – uh, we talk about do you have to or do you get to. So, again, this is Dylan Manoa, 94 by 50. Appreciate you letting us come through your speakers again. Episode 6, let's go. Appreciate you letting us come through your speakers again. This is Dylan Manoa. It's a full episode of 94 by 50. Always a blast to come talk to you. Hopefully you take something out of it every time. I know we get a lot out of it. Um, you know, the first thing I want to talk about, and and I've been bogged down. Our production has been a little little slower lately. Been a lot of things going on, professional, personal, different things. And not to make excuses, but nonetheless, we've had school starting back up and practices and what have you here at Rhone State. But um, one thing that always trickles back into my mind is in times where I get really busy, you know, and, and different things are going on is the difference between have to and get to, you know, and I catch myself still doing this as much as I think about it. And I always hear Kip Owens voice, shout out Kip on the press conference, uh, you know, praying for those guys as they've, they've, uh, you know, they're in St. Augustine been dealing with the, the hurricane scare and the things of that nature. And they had moved on. But anyways, uh, Kip always, when he and I coached together at Randolph was, uh, and, and for as long as I've known him as the king of using that to where a lot of times we get so caught up in, oh, I, I have to go to work today and then I have to do this project and I have to take my kids here and then I have to make this phone call. Well, what if you approach that with a get to mentality instead? Like, hey, I get to go to work today and I get to take my kids to this place and I get to make this phone call. And, you know, it's something that that has kind of rocked my world and I catch myself in, in weeks like I've had past this past week, um, you know, a little guilty of that sometimes, but nonetheless, like it, it gives me a way to circle back around and go, man, this is really, you know, I'm really fortunate to be able to do the things that I'm doing. So just wanted to share that quick little note with you when you, the next time you say, I, I have to go do this, or I got to go do this, like maybe you should say you get to go do whatever it is or you, you know, what have you. I think that kind of changes the perspective on the whole thing and makes life a lot, lot brighter, a lot of, a lot shiner outlook on things. So a little shout out to Kip for that one um, in honor of us not doing a press conference. As you probably, if you're an avid listener, probably aware of, we didn't do a press conference episode this week due to some logistical things, but you know, they say distance makes the heart grow fonder. So we'll be looking forward to coming back at you next week. Uh, with that and we'll talk more about that in the the 288 feet that will come out later but um, you know a few things number one this past weekend I know college football kicked off I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way early Um, if you're a a Tennessee volunteer fan and you're listening to this wow (laughs) you know and, and I'll go to your back a little bit there's a lot of people oh this is one of the worst losses in college football history in my mind nothing will ever defeat the 
the App State over Michigan. Michigan was ranked fifth in the country, I believe, and Appalachian State comes into the big house and beats them. But gosh, it's it's pretty dang close. Uh, you know, that was a an unbelievable thing. We were watching it. I was actually in Huntsville uh, with a couple of my friends, and it was like one of those, "Hey, uh, this is happening. This is happening." Flip it over, and sure enough, you know, to watch it unfolding. George, uh, you know, Georgia State scored that last touchdown to kind of put the game out of reach, and it was kind of surreal. And you know, to hear Neyland Stadium, which I now live about. 30 minutes from to hear Neyland Stadium as quiet as it was. I think it seats over a hundred thousand. You could hear a pin drop was a, was a surreal thing. It was actually kind of spooky, but you know, I didn't hate it for the Vols as a, as an Alabama fan, as a new resident to the area, I'm having to learn, you know, to have some, uh, you know, have a little pity on those that suffered through that. I know it had to be a, a gut wrenching day, but I believe in Jeremy Pruitt. I think he's a heck of a coach. Uh, you know, he's just—he's a ball coach, and he's going to figure it out. They're going to get it right. They play BYU this weekend. Don't be surprised if the Vols don't get back on track this weekend. Uh, you heard it here first. I'm not—you know—trying to give you—you know—gambling picks or anything like that. We would never go that far. But I will tell you, don't sleep on the Vols. They're going to fix a lot of things. They say the greatest improvement in football is always between week one and week two. So. Uh, which I don't know if it could get worse, so they need that improvement. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm I'm done taking shots at the Vols. All my my Harriman, my Rockwood, my all my people here in Roan County, please forgive me for that one in Knox County. Forgive me for taking a shot at your team. I just had to take time to do it because you know the other guys that we talk about and that our, most our listener base supports kind of had it going on, uh, especially when you talk about the team wearing crimson. The Tide played Duke in Atlanta, had a great showing. Uh, you know, it kind of is expected. They 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 did what they did. They just have better players. I think they have the two best players in the country. Uh, I think Jerry Jerry Judy is just electric. Uh, I think he just he he has this gear that other guys don't have, and his route running and his his vision and all the things that he's able to do are just so stinking impressive. Don't be surprised if that's not if that's not the number one pick in the draft when it comes draft time. I know two is going to get the hype quarterback and all the stuff. And he he's fantastic. He's a you know a top five pick, no doubt about it. And he could be the top pick. But if you're a team, you know, sitting at the top of the draft, I know people are speculating the Dolphins and you know a couple of these that are tanking. Like it'd be hard to pass on number four in crimson and white. Uh, Judy is is next level. I enjoyed watching the young linebackers. I know the big the big storyline on Alabama football right now is all the injuries and you know uh, all these guys they've had hurt the past couple of years and you know it's just part of the game. It's part of the sport. That's why Alabama is so successful because they recruit depth and you know watching some of those young guys get a chance to play and run around and I think they started like a record number of freshmen or played like a record number of freshmen in a kickoff game. Um, you know so I think this is going to be a a big time team that Alabama has there in Tuscaloosa. So looking forward to keeping up with them. And you know, they've got a, a sleeper of a game Saturday, uh, which is drawn a little little you know, public criticism on the Twitter sphere for their early kickoffs. And uh, so I think Cecil Hurt, who's a, a great Twitter follow, if you're a, a Tide guy, don't follow him, Tide guy or girl, and don't follow Cecil Hurt, kind of kicked the hornet's nest a little bit. And uh, Greg Byrne, the AD at Alabama, shot back a little it was a fun little uh subtweet type conversation uh talking about uh, the early kickoff time and it's going to be hot and i think it was compared to lsu how they get so many night games and how they pull that off with networks and different things but uh with that being said i think it all is kind of part of a plan but the tide uh get to play again saturday morning and then the auburn cardiac tigers and gus malzahn and his black voodoo magic that he uses and just you know, they, the Auburn Tigers keep doing what the Auburn Tigers do. I think uh, 
you know, I'll give shout out to the kid, Bo Nix. I know he's been all the talk and on the planes. I'm going to say this though, you know, I promise to, to always kind of be real with you guys. Like I'm a Bo Nix fan. I was when he was in high school, watched him play at Pinson Valley, I think. And, and even when he was young at Scottsboro and, I think he is a a dynamite player. I think he's going to be an incredible – he is an incredible athlete, a great quarterback. You know, but I'm not just into this whole thing about, you know, he made all these plays and, his, you know, his stat line is not just super impressive. And you know, he had a couple turnovers. And I get it, he's a freshman. But with – if we're going to sit here and sing the praises and say, oh, yeah, this and this and that, we got to be able to turn around and say, well, you know, he's human. Um, you know, pretty low completion percentage. And I'll even say this – the the last throw granted it takes a it takes an extreme amount of fortitude to make the throw that he made in the moment he did when they were you know coming back against Oregon to take the lead late late in the game late in the clock but was it a good throw uh I don't know you know you, you watch the tape and I don't think it was super accurate I think it you know it was a it was a busted coverage clearly it looked like Oregon was playing a little cover two to a two receiver side Auburn ran a little sale concept I'm getting into my football days I'm sorry uh, from from coaching football, but Auburn ran a little you know a little go out concept, and the safety looked like he was late getting there. And you know I thought the receiver made a fantastic play on the ball. It you know could have been a clean throw. It could have been a clean you know whole throw and you know clean touchdown. That's a little different story. But uh, I think he got bailed out a little by bad coverage and by you know a heck of a catch by the receiver. But nonetheless, you make they made the play. You know it's uh, uh, we always talk about Lenny Acuff lines. He talks about in basketball that ball going in the hole makes everything look a heck of a lot better. But um, you know, with that being said, we, uh, you know, we're, we're happy for the Auburn Tigers and all the Auburn supporters for getting the season opening win over Oregon. I'm mostly excited. Uh, not a huge Pac-12 guy. The only Pac-12 team I really support is the Washington State Cougars. Huge Mike Leach fan. If you've never read his book, Swing Your Sword, it is a phenomenal read. Uh, if you don't follow Mike Leach on Twitter, just go do it right now. Just thank me later. Go follow Coach Leach on Twitter. He is he, he's just a, a fun follow. He's a hoot. I think he had a tweet out the other day that had something about elephant turds and mouse turds. So I'll let you uh, take that for what it's worth and go research it yourself and what he said. But, you know, that's kind of the only Pac-12 school that I support. I don't think it's a very good conference right now. I don't think they deserve this national brand and base to where they're a, you know automatic playoff qualifying type thing. So Auburn beating Oregon kind of hushed that conversation a little bit. But I'll keep pulling for the Cougars. Coach Leach, I'm still pulling for you. Um, you may be my dream guest if, as we grow this thing and we do. And uh, Mike Leach may be at the top of my list of guys that I want to bring onto this podcast. It would be such an interesting conversation. Uh, every time that I go to the Floribama in Orange Beach, which is one of my favorite places on planet Earth, uh, I always have an eye out for Mike Leach. I, I very specifically look for him when I walk through to make sure that I don't miss a chance to to chat with him. So. Um, you know, if you have any connections to Mike Leach and would love to hook us up, I would love to have that conversation, bring him on and let you guys enjoy it. Just a little little shameless uh, cry for help there, so to say. So that's your college football wrap, just kind of covering those three teams. There are some other you know, fun things happening in the country. We want to always talk about those three. I'll give uh, our boys Troy Saxon and Kip another shout out. Uh, Troy's Kentucky Wildcats got a win. Kip's Memphis Tigers got a win. So everybody's happy, it seems. Um Minus the Vol fans. Sorry, I said it was my last one, but that was really my last one. I'm done. I'm done with I'm done talking about Tennessee. I'm done. I'm going to leave it alone until they possibly lose to BYU, and then I'm going to bring it back up. But we'll worry about that later. Um, NFL just kicked off season number 100 uh, with uh, the Bears and the Packers playing as this is being recorded. 
Uh, huge NFL fan. I love watching guys. You know, we always talk professional college debate. Like, which one do you, you know, prefer? I'm a little maybe unpopular opinion here in the Southeast, growing up in Alabama, being in Tennessee. I love professional sports probably way more than I love you know watching college sports. Obviously, I work in the collegiate uh, realm. I love college basketball. I love college football. All of that, but. It's something about watching the best in the world at something, do what they do, that's just so mesmerizing to me. Watching a, a pro football player or a pro basketball player or baseball, whatever it is, when you're a pro, it's just different. And to watch those guys do it against one another, like you can't beat that. The It's like poetry in motion, man. When you watch, when you watch guys that are so skilled and so technically sound and have such a high IQ in whatever sport it is. So the NFL being back just fires me up. Also with the start of NFL means fantasy football. Um, one thing that, that I want to do here, kind of going into this football season, if you ever have any fantasy football questions, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I drafted the greatest fantasy football team that's ever been put together in, in a league with a bunch of uh, really, really close friends of mine from the Huntsville area and surrounding a lot of UAH ties. But uh, I, I mean – I've got a juggernaut, and and I am just – I'm not even, like, worried about saying it, you know, jinxing it or anything like that. There's no way that my team is not going to just be uh, dominant. I've never been able to say that before. So I'm here now as your 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 fantasy football guru. You can fire away questions. Who should I start? We'll answer them for you. We'll talk fantasy football. We'll talk about it all. It's so much fun to keep up with, uh, I think, and, and everybody can kind of play. You don't have to have an expertise knowledge, you know, granted – my the trash baskets uh did as that's my team name is the trash baskets as we put together just one whale of a team we're we're really excited about them and uh you know they're going to be a joy to coach and, and put that lineup together so as you can tell i take it way too serious but uh we'll talk more fantasy football as it goes love professional football i can't wait to you know get this sent out and get this posted and then and then turn the game on and just enjoy watching rogers and watching you know, Khalil Mack, watching all those guys run around and do what they do at such a high level. Hopefully, Devontae Adams catches twelve touchdown passes tonight. So um, that's what we're that's what we're pulling for. So that's kind of your, you know, your your football thing. You got you got a big, big, big deal in basketball going on right now with you know Team USA competing and doing you know what they're doing. I know they're getting a little bit of a bad rep maybe on social media. Ah, you know, it's not the same Team USA. Well, it's not. I think this is a team that's that's playing really young, and you know, it's it kind of is what it is. They're planning for the future and they're, they're growing something. And um, I'm excited about this USA. Ba- I'm, I'm always excited about USA basketball. I actually have a, a license with USA basketball, a gold license. And, you know, I just, I, I just really love watching guys that are really good at doing something. And, you know, they, they beat Japan today, just routed them, I believe. And, um, you know, so it's, a, it's not your, your normal roster or whatever you want to call it, but man, it's a, it's a fun group to watch. So, you know, if you need a basketball fix, you can watch Team USA as they're playing through. Um, you know, they beat Turkey a couple of days ago, but as they're playing through the 2019, the FIBA World Cup, find a way to watch those guys. It's and and watch other countries play. Like if you're a basketball fan, it's some of the best basketball you can watch when you you know start watching Turkey and you start watching you know all these different guys play. They do some incredible stuff on the court, and there's some big time players playing. So. Um, with that being said, we're going to move on now to the interview with Chase Teichman. Chase, as we mentioned earlier, is the associate head coach at uh, Florida College. It's in Tampa, Florida. It's an NAIA school. 
Uh, Chase is a, a great basketball coach. He's up and coming. He's climbed the ranks from you know student manager to graduate assistant to assistant to associate head coach. He'll be a head coach soon, uh, whether he knows it or not. He just he has an impeccable love for the game and for human beings, and we're thankful they start practice Monday. So thankful for him taking his time to jump on uh, to jump on the pod with us tonight. Hope you enjoy. Also, a little plug for him. We talk about his Twitter game in the interview. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Chase. C-H-A-S-E, excuse me, underscore Teichman. That's T-E-I-C-H-M-A-N-N. So you can find him on Twitter at Chase underscore Teichman. Go look him up. He's a fun follow. He's a great dude. Um, And their basketball program, Florida College Hoops, is uh, Florida College Men's Basketball. Their Twitter handle is at F-C underscore Hoops underscore. So go look those guys up. If uh, you're from the Huntsville area, a name you may know, Luke Rivas from Madison Academy is down there in Tampa playing for those guys. So we're going to turn it over now to Chase Teichman here on 94 by 50 episode six. Let's go. All right, here we are with Chase Teichman, the man himself, the associate head coach at Florida College. Chase, how are you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Glad I finally got to come on. Listen, you. When we started this project, you were high on the hit list of guys we wanted to get on. Uh, uh, you know, we we got to know each other pretty well over the past couple of years, and you've you've climbed the ladder quickly. And uh, you know, you got a great story to tell, and look forward to hearing what all you got. Uh, you know, first off, just want to talk as we do with everybody when we bring on. Tell us a little about you know you, your background, hometown, your journey a little bit. You know, that's one thing that I'm always fascinated by is people how they got where they got to and. Uh, you know, so talk at us a little bit just about your journey and let us get to know you. Yeah, um, so I, I grew up in Brentwood, Tennessee. It's a suburb, you know, pretty close to Nashville, about 15 minutes from Nashville. So uh grew up there, you know, from birth till high school. And then um, I went to Brentwood High School, played high school basketball there. And then um, went to UT Chattanooga for college. Um, really enjoyed it. Had a really good time. Um, I was a student assistant there for one year uh, for Will Wade, who's at LSU now. Um, and then from there, I went to uh, Freed Hardman University, which is an NAI school in West Tennessee. And I was a graduate assistant for two years, got my master's there. Um, worked for two different head coaches there, Jason Sheldon and Jim Sanderson. And then um, got hired at Florida College April 2017 and uh, going into my third year there now. Uh, let's see. Uh, got married last April, uh, so a little over a year now. Been with my wife for over, uh, let's see, started dating the last day of school, freshman year of high school. So that was 2008. That was 2008. So what a way to start a summer. I mean, just yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> no. start, the, start the summer in love. That's a big time Exactly. Move. We had been talking, and I don't know why, but I just randomly was like, all right, first day of summer. Like, I don't know why. I just wanted to get out of, like, the – class and the daily everything and I was like once summer starts we'll start dating I was an idiot but anyway <laughs> ever well, since then been together so not too big of an idiot it worked out for you apparently yes. she, apparently she's kind of fond of you yeah she must well, be the idiot to be fond of me <laughs> but, yeah. well you know one thing I'll give her props and and we all know you know following around a coach isn't the easiest thing so um, you know I'm sure she is the real MVP for allowing you to do what you do I know you put a lot of time into it and yeah. Uh, you know, the, the sport requires a lot of time. So, so shout out to Mrs. Teichman for, for letting you do what you do. Yeah, she's awesome. She's great with players and 
she's, I mean, obviously we talked about, you know, when I knew I was going to get into this profession, we talked about it and, you know, Hey, we're probably going to have to move and blah, blah, blah. She loves Asheville, big time homebody. So, um, it's not that it took convincing, but it was obviously something that we needed to, you know, discuss, but we'd already been together so long at that point. We had done the long distance thing when I was at Freed and she was, you know, in Nashville. And then she actually had to do an internship in Jacksonville, Florida, when I was still at Freed Hardman. So that was 10 hours apart. So, you know, we've been, we've kind of done it all high school, college, living apart, engaged, married. So it's good. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, so tell us a little, you know, we've talked about you now. Talk at us a little bit about Florida College and, you know, your role there. You were recently promoted to the associate head coach after being the assistant. But just a little infomercial there for your school, maybe for people that don't know about it, playing there in NAI in Florida. And just, uh, you know, talk about the school and what you do and kind of your basketball program. Uh, yeah, so Florida College, you know, it's a small Christian private school. I had never heard of it until um, – my current boss now um, just called me out of the blue when I was at Freed Hardman and I just got back from the final four. I was looking for a job because I was, you know, about to be done with my GA spot at Freed and he calls me and, you know, like I said, hadn't heard of it before, but we started talking on the phone uh, every night for about two weeks. And then he flies me down for an interview. You know, I, I end up accepting the job, but anyway, um, you know, like you said, we're in the NAI, we're in the Southern States athletic conference, uh, which is, uh, you know, there's a there's a Florida NAI league, but it's Division Two NAI, and it's like it's a Sun Conference. So it's every school in Florida that's NAI is in it except us. So we're the only team in the Southern states that's in Florida. But uh, some teams in our league is like you know there's three in Alabama: Faulkner, Mobile, and uh, Stillman. You know, there's Dalton State, William Carey. They're two really good programs: Loyola, New Orleans. Um, two teams in Tennessee: Bethel, Martin Methodist. So we're traveling like crazy. Um, all across the country one good part about it I actually enjoy the travel Um, you know we fly to most of the road trips our players kind of like that they don't miss as much class time Um, but uh, uh, the school itself is a it's a Christian school so you know it's not like a state school or like any other uh, you know maybe a junior college or something it's a little more strict Uh, you know our players have chapel Monday through Friday curfew things like that so it's not like you know everybody else but uh, I think we have a good little niche and uh, as far as basketball style we play really fast um, shoot a lot of threes move the ball really well uh, the last two years since I've been there we've been top five in assists per game in the NAI top five and three pointers made per game in the NAI uh, my first year we were 93 points a game this year we were like 86 um, so I think it's a really fun style to play. Our guys really like it. If we could just guard it a little better, we'd probably be, uh, you know, a little more successful, but, uh, that's kind of Florida college in a nutshell, I'd say. And we're in, we're in Tampa, Florida. I should mention that as well. Tampa, Florida. Yes. And, and thankfully, as we were talking about earlier, uh, you guys, Florida kind of dodged a bullet with the hurricane rolling through, thinking about a lot of people it was affected. But I think what you told me is you, you guys didn't even get a drop of rain. So uh, sunny Tampa, Florida is the place to be, in your words. Yep, yep. It's pretty I, good. No complaints. I love it. You know, And I know I've got to know you, know, you guys and your program. You've recruited a couple of kids that played 
you know, club basketball for me with Pro One and, you know, just being able to follow you guys, I can I can absolutely attribute to the fact you guys look for, I think, a word that is really uncommon in college basketball. You guys kind of look for the right fit for you. And I guess you guys are forced to a little bit, like you said, because you, you, you have a religious affiliation and, you know, the school is pretty serious and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, the way you – and then you also try to look for guys that, will be successful playing the way you play. So, you know, when you guys are out recruiting, how important is fit to you to for, in terms of like, he's a Florida college kid? Uh, you know, I don't know about he's a Florida college kid, but fit is, it's everything. I mean, we can't take a kid that's not going to make it in our environment like at all. And then also, you know, even if there's someone that's borderline, I mean, we don't really want to ever have to, decipher that you know like I mean I guess like you said he's a four college kid if it's a good kid that we enjoy being around and plays the way we like to play and gets it done in the classroom I mean just like any program I mean that's a that's a kid we want but you know there are things that not every kid would want that we you know as part of Florida College Um, so you know it is a little more challenging I guess than some other places but um, there's plenty of good kids out there that, you know, and we found, you know, a handful of them. And I'd like to get some more that we didn't get of some of your pro one guys that I, I want to be a little more successful than, I don't know what I was one for four last year, maybe or something, but um, those guys, you know, we, we find plenty that, that um, we feel check all the boxes for us, but fits everything. And that's just not a, that's not just a Florida college. That's I think everybody, everybody, you know, totally. And, and I've just, I've witnessed you guys be able to do it well. And I think that's the reason you have success. So, one of my favorite parts when we, we have guests on, especially coaches, because I was a an average high school player, uh, you know, just, just had a decent little career and didn't really, you know, get recruited to play at the next level. And fittingly so, I didn't deserve to. So I let, you know, coaches that come on. So we're going to say that, you know, I, I fit the, the classroom bill and, you know, you guys feel like I'm a fit. So I come sit in your office one day. Uh, you bring me down on a visit in there and let's let's have you recruit Dylan Bunnell to Florida College. What does that conversation sound like? Can can Dylan Bunnell shoot? Oh yes, I fill it up, man. I am a, all right. Here, I'm, Dylan, I'm, just sign. Here you go. Here's your scholarship. Sign the, sign the paper. paper. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we we joke around. Everyone in our league like always jokes with us about um, just you know if if someone can shoot, they're a Florida College Falcon. Or you know, I'll get texts from from buddies that'll be uh, at AAU tournaments and they'll just send me like a picture and be like, "Here's a Falcon," and I'm like, "What? Did he just hit a three or something?" They're like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> but. Uh, more, more seriously, um, you know, when kids are in the office, um, obviously, you know, you lay the groundwork, you know, for many months before that. But um, I think the key things that we talk, we try and talk about that kind of set us apart are um, all the things I mentioned to you about how we play, you know, because most of the time we're recruiting someone that obviously fits that style. So all those things that we're harping on usually are, you know, check marks that are, sound good to them, you know, as far as sharing the ball, playing fast, shooting a lot of threes. Um, so those kind of things, we touch on all that, talk about how we see them in our program. So, you know, Dylan Bunnell, we see you as our fifth string point guard. But so we, we talk about them, about, you know, where, where we see them right away, you know, what we're going to do with them and where we see them at the end of it. And then, you know, obviously we talk about our school and, um, you know, hey, Dylan, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have chapel Monday through Friday. Um, you're going to have a curfew. You're going to take a Bible class every day. And, you know, they've, they've already been on campus and seen, seen everything and sat in at chapel, you know, Hey, how does this, how does it, how does it feel today? You know, is this something you can see yourself doing? 
Um, and then really, you know, when you, when you commit to play somewhere, like we all know, like you're committing there for the coach, like more than anything. Um, and so me and Pat just pretty much sell ourselves a little bit. Um, you know, I've got told you guys my background, but you know, we'll get into his and, um, we kind of just try and tell the kids basically they're going to be taken care of and that we really have a family atmosphere and, and we try and incorporate our guys in player visits, recruiting visits as much as possible. So, you know, we'll let them stay over the night in the dorms with our guys and, um, you know, let them have, I don't know what the other day we had like a 2k tournament and I ordered a bunch of pizza wings for them. And just cause that's, you know, if they come here, that, that's who they're going to be spending most of their time with. So we, we put a lot of emphasis on, on player and coach relationships and, uh, so that's kind of, in a nutshell, it's kind of what we'd say. I love it. That's a that's a great pitch. I, I'll go ahead and sign the paper. I mean, here's the thing. You guys must be loaded at point guard if I'm playing fifth string. So <laughs> I know I know I'm coming into a really good team. That's that's what it sounds right. like. Uh, you know, and that's good. I, I, I like to win. That's number one, first and foremost. So um, let's change gears a little bit here. You, know, you mentioned being from Nashville, and I know you shared with me you are a not a small-time Tennessee Titans fan, but a huge Titans fan. And this is actually being recorded uh, about 45 then or I guess the NFL season has now kicked off so you know t- let's talk Titans a little bit how do we feel about about uh, Vrabel's team heading into this season really really like the roster a lot um, three straight winning seasons granted nine and seven but um, I mean we're better than we were last year we were nine and seven last year we're one game from getting in the playoffs if Mariota's healthy against the Colts last week um, I just we have a team full of no-nonsense guys that are just straight business that love football. And as we all know, that's Mike Vrabel to a T uh, also, you know, I'm not like a Homer. Like I'm not going to sit here and say Marcus Mariota is like, you know, the savior or anything. Like I definitely have my doubts about him. I do think he's going to have a really good year if he can stay healthy. Um, But we also have a solid backup this year, Ryan Tannehill. So I'm really excited. I'm not going to lie. When Andrew Luck retired, while I feel bad for, you know, him and everything he's going through, pretty excited about it for what it means for the Titans. Cause not just this year, but in general, him being out of our division is huge for long-term success for our franchise. So, you know, we lost to them twice last year. If you take those turn into two wins, we're 11 to five 2017 when he sat out, we made the playoffs, won a playoff game. So, you know, so, we were, so you're go- we were 0 and 11 against Andrew Luck and in my, in his time for the Colts, we were 0 and 11 against them. Wow, that he's the Titan killer. I mean, yeah, but he's the Titan killer. But he's out of the way now, so you just pretty much guaranteed the Tennessee Titans at least an eleven and five season. No, 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 no. The <laughs> Vegas number is <laughs> Vegas number is eight and a half. I'll go over that. I'll say ten and six. I'll say okay. ten and six. If you make me say a number, I'll say ten and six. But I could easily see eight and eight. I could still see eleven and five. You know. Please don't be nine and seven for the fourth year in a row. I don't know if I can take it. Unless that comes with like an AFC championship appearance, I'll take it all day. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's all about kind of where you wind up. Who, who is, if it wasn't the Titans, who would be kind of the, I know it's hard as a fan to say, oh, I'd cheer for this guy, but let's, I'll make it easier for you. A favorite player of yours that doesn't play for the Titans there in the NFL? Man, uh, I like a lot of guys. Uh, I'll give you like a couple from each position, but I, Rodgers has always been my guy just because I loved watching him play. I still do. I'm obviously about to watch tonight. But uh, Mahomes last year, I mean, good Lord. I mean, he just came out of nowhere. He's unbelievable. So I love watching him. He's got a good personality too. I love Alvin Kamara uh, for the Saints. Had him on my fantasy team the last two years. So that kind of made me biased towards him. But he's really fun to watch. And then uh, 
Julio Jones is, you know, I've followed him since his Bamba days. He's just an, he's a physical freak, but he also has all the, you know, technical. He's just, he's amazing at every, I think he's the best receiver to ever play. And, uh, you know, I know he doesn't have the numbers that Jerry Rice, all those guys have, but if I had to have one guy, I'm taking Julio Jones. I I don't disagree with you. And that's maybe a little my Bama fandom showing through, but I mean, he just is so productive and it's like, mm-hmm. he always kind of makes the play when you need him to, you never, yes, he does. You know, yep. when, he, when his number gets called, he, he, for the most part answers. And uh, I can think of times in his collegiate and his professional career, love that take, love a shout out to Julio Jones. And Oh yeah. So, always shout out Julio when I can. <laughs> I love it. Except so for week four, week you know, four, I'm going to the game. We're playing them in Atlanta and I'm going, <laughs> I already you, booked my flight. That's big time. That is big time. Have you been in the new in the Mercedes Dome? Have you been in it yet? I, I haven't, and that's one of the reasons why I'm going. I'm trying to do the whole see it. Well, I would say see a game, but I, I really want to see a Titans game in every NFL stadium if I can before I die. I'm only crud. Let's see, Titans. Obviously, I did see Titans Falcons, but it was in 2011 when they had the the old Georgia Dome. Oh yeah. So this will be first in the Mercedes Dome. I've seen them at the Colts. I've seen them at the Jags twice. I went to the Dolphins-Titans game last year, week one, the one that was longest game in NFL history, lightning delay like four times. Uh, I was at that game, and then I think that's it. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know, what am I, four, five, six down? So we're, we're, You're going to have to start traveling a little out of the region to knock that one out. We're going to have to I know, s- schedule I know. some bigger trips, but that's cool. Got I mean, to get some more money and some more time. <laughs> It's basically, you know, it has to be in the first like four or five weeks before we start playing for real. Totally. Yeah. So let, you know, I'm all about changing gears here, keeping people on their toes. And so you have, you told me you have three brothers that all played collegiately, uh, but your, your youngest brother uh, just signed a professional contract. So I love to give credit where credit's due. Talk a little bit about how cool that is to know, you know, I'm sure you take all the credit for that as the older brother, like, Hey, I helped you get there. (laughs) Right. That's how that works. Yeah, a little bit. He's so my brothers are all real different. So Kyle, my older brother, he uh, he's much taller than me. I'm I'm only six one, but Kyle's like six six or six seven. He played post at Freed Hardman. He's the all time leading scorer there. So obviously can't take any credit there. Uh, and then Logan, my younger brother, played football at Chattanooga. So can't really take any credit there. He's like six five. He played offensive tackle. And then Grant is like six three, and he's you know like a combo guard. So kind of can take a little credit there because he was a four years younger than me you know we played a lot together I I taught him some things but I mean he's in <laughs> he's like 45 times the player I ever was um but yeah he so he just got done playing at Carson Newman last year and um signed with a, a club called MLP Academics in Heidelberg Germany in the Pro A League which is right below the BBL which is a top five league in the world for sure. So um, they've been playing preseason games. I think he's played five or six preseason games. And uh, their first game is, I think, September 21st. Could be wrong, but I think that's when it is. So I'm really looking forward to watching them. Uh, they got, like, really, really clean, good live streams. I've looked at a couple of theirs on their website from last year. and uh, Should be fun. He's six hours ahead of me. So, you know, their night games will be, like, you know, noon for me. So it, it should work out pretty good. That's great. Well, we, uh, we will all be pulling for him. We'll have to go uh... – have to go follow the social media feeds and keep up with him as yeah, he no doubt. as he chases the dream. That's a you know that's one thing that we we talk often about like chasing the dreams, doing some uncomfortable things. I'm sure moving to Germany probably wasn't the easiest thing he's ever done, but uh, exactly. you know you got to do what you got to do to to get to where you want to be. And 
you know, that's one thing that we talk a lot about on here. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll change gears again. I think I'm in third, fourth gear now. I don't know where I'm at, but uh, no, you're a huge, huge movie goer. So uh, I'll bail you out because you are a, a big fan of movies, as you've shared with me, and let you talk a couple of your favorites. And you can talk genres. So to save you from okay. having to pick and choose, maybe go like a, a comedy, you know, a top comedy, a scary movie, a, you know, action, just three or four, you know, movies you want to throw out. So if somebody's bored coming up this weekend yeah. and they want to, they, they need a, a suggestion, you can give it to them. Um, so. <laughs> this is my brother Logan is like the huge movie buff. Like he's crazy into this stuff. But like when I started uh, coaching in college and you know, we have the long road trips, like I just texted him and he's seen like almost every movie. And so I just texted him and I was like, give me your top 100 movies. And we usually have similar tastes. And so I got a list from him like in 2015 of his top 100 movies. And I think I probably only watched like 40 of them. But um, so this is hard for me because I've, I never try to, re- you know, do the list myself, but, just off the top of my head, my favorite director is Quentin Tarantino. And so, you know, he's had a ton of classics. The one that he just made once upon a time in Hollywood was crazy, but it was awesome. If anyone hadn't seen that, I don't know if it's still in theaters, but that's a Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio absolutely kill it. Um, so that's a good one. I also like Django that he had, obviously. Uh, my favorite movie that he made was actually uh, Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Uh, really, really good one. Um, and then uh, let's see some comedies. Golly, there's been so many good ones. A lot of these are really mainstream, but you know, Step Brothers was hilarious. Um, let's see, um, Super Bad was obviously really funny. Um, gosh, I'm I'm forgetting so many probably just because it's off the top of my head. But um, I'm not super into action movies. It's more for me, it's more drama, um, comedy. But lately, there hasn't been that many like comedies that I'm just cracking up about like most of them are kind of when i was like in high school maybe college um yeah i feel like it's kind of gotten a little dry comedy wise i don't know everyone's too scared to offend people but um but i don't know man that's that's kind of what i got for you i guess i love it no that's i mean all great choices i've not seen once upon a time in hollywood it's on my to-do list i've been kind of waiting for it to pop out you know, be able to yes. stream it or be able to of go course, rent it or something. It was, uh, it was all over my, you know, I, I wanted to get to theaters, just never did. I'm too lazy to go to theaters sometimes, but, yeah, uh, I'm probably just, just not, not trying to drop 50 bucks at the theater. That has something to do with stimulus Tuesday is usually my move. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, we'll say what you talk about not offending people and, and I plug you a little on social media here. You are a, a high level Twitter follow. Uh, one of my favorite followers, you always put some fun really? stuff up. It's, wow, oh okay. yeah. Yeah, and, and you had a tweet, you had you had a tweet the other day, and uh, this guy stays in the news, but you you kind of went at LeBron a little bit, and, uh, and you know what's funny is that's like my guy. Like, I mean, I'm a huge LeBron James fan, mainly because of his basketball. I mean, he's, in my opinion, again, the best to ever do it. Um, don't care who I'm offending when I say that, um, but uh, I, I I'm hey I one thing about me is like. I'm just going to call it how I see it to like, he is, like I said, my favorite player, like think he's the best, but he's absolutely ridiculous with all this trademark crap. You know, like you can't trademark taco Tuesday. Like it's been going on for forever. So yeah, Florida college cafeteria does taco Tuesday. So I took a picture of it and tweeted at him. and was like, please don't sue us. Did, so, did you get any response from the King? I mean, did he, did he come back at you? No, I think he's, Got a little Kevin Duranty. Oh, actually, if he was Kevin Duranty, he would have responded. <laughs> he would have came back at you. Quick. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say a little Kevin Duranty as in, in his feelings and doesn't respond to negative stuff. I mean, it was completely playful, but it's funny because like a couple of our players are huge Kobe fans, and my my boss doesn't like LeBron either. So it's like 
I'm this huge LeBron homer to them. And then it's like, I'm, I'm still making a tweet going at him. So if someone saw that tweet and just followed me like a month ago, they probably think I hated LeBron. But if they followed me for years, they know that every playoff run, I can't shut up about him. <laughs> well, if they are not following you and they're listening, they should go follow you. And uh, and we'll, we'll plug all that stuff here soon. But um, so a couple of things that we do or one thing that we do to kind of wrap these these deals up is we do a, a weekly episode called the press conference with this week being the exception. But um, we do the press conference, have some debate topics, fun. So I always like for our guests to be able to chime in a couple of their opinions and um, and, you know, and, and just talk about a couple of things. So one, the most popular one I think we've done to date, we put up Twitter polls was uh, best cereal. So I don't know if you're a big cereal, big breakfast guy, but you know, you, you get to have a, one last bowl of cereal. What, what are you pouring up? Dude, that's like the craziest thing to ask me because I, if my mom hears this, like all growing up, like cereal, like I eat the crap out of it. And my wife, I mean, she knows cereal. I'm obsessed with it. Here's the thing though. I like a lot of cereals, but I like, I have to do like a rotation. Like I can't be on one for too long. I'm going to answer the question, but like I'll do, you know, corn pops. And then next week she'll go to the grocery store and it's cinnamon toast crunch. Then next week it's lucky charms next week, frosted flakes. Like I cannot. Just a eat man the of same diversity. One. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm a picky eater, but like I obviously have, you know, a handful, a big handful of cereals that I like, but let's say, let's see. Last one, if I had to eat a bowl, probably hadn't eaten it for a while to be fair but if i'm gonna pick it but uh and i'm gonna pick it i'm gonna like there's gonna be 10 other ones that i really want <laughs> but uh this is all right i'm gonna throw this one at, at, i haven't had it in a while and it's really low key and it's not even in some chains but i'm gonna throw it out there almost just to plug it but it's called s'mores with a z okay and, yeah uh, I've seen s'mores. yeah it's it's pretty good um not no one talks about it i don't know if I, i've ever <laughs> seen anyone else eat a bowl besides myself and i like i said it's not like i want s'mores every day but i like to throw it in there once you know every four or five months it's it's pretty good so i'll just go ahead and say s'mores that's good and that was actually kind of part of our conversation on the episode was you know that it's a hard thing to pick because uh, you know, you, you got some really sweet cereals that are they're high level, but you couldn't eat them every day. You know, exactly. You'd get wore out. But then there's, you know, some other standards that maybe you could have every day, but just don't taste as good. So it's hard to find that middle line of what's the favorite. But I, lo- I love a, a dark horse coming out of left field. Oh, s'mores. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. If someone had s'mores, that's probably like 500 to 1 odds. You just got yeah. paid, out, paid out pretty nice. So it is what it is. Uh, and we'll wrap up here with uh, the, another one, uh, the hardest sport. And this was one of my favorite ones that we've done because I think it's very thought-provoking. But the hardest sport to play at an elite level professionally. Uh, you, you got any take on that? Yeah, I don't think it's close. And this it has nothing to do with the fact that I coach it, but I think it's basketball. Uh, I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, baseball um, – you know, not a lot of high, high level athletes. Don't, don't take offense. I know. I mean, one of my best friends is one of the best athletes in the MLB, Mookie Betts. I mean, he's a super good athlete. I know there's great athletes playing baseball, but you know, you, I mean, you got fat guys playing baseball. They just have really good hand-eye coordination or, you know, really good at one specific skill. Obviously it takes an insane amount of athleticism to play any of these sports, but you know, we're, we're, we're splitting hairs here, but uh, football is really based on athleticism you know, more than anything, more than any other sport, I think, um, besides obviously like track or something. But uh, basketball, you got to have the crazy, crazy elite athleticism. You have to have, you know, your body has to be a certain way, which, you know, 99% of us can't affect that, you know, 
like 99% of people aren't tall enough to play the NBA. Like just, you can't do anything about that. And then the, the, the amount of skill you have to have is absolutely insane. I mean, there's just, I mean, our level, D3 level, D2 level, D1 level. I mean, all these guys are unbelievable and they can't even, can't even sniff the NBA, you know? I mean, just from sheer, there's only two rounds. I mean, but just by pure math, I think it's it's the hardest league to get into. I don't think that's a, a opinion. I think it's a fact. No, I'm with you, and, and I think, uh, you know, we talked about that a little bit. And just the amount of skill, you have to be able to do so many things in the game of basketball, like that, that all right, well, you know, not only do you have to be able to do things like, you know, catch the ball, pass the ball. You got to be able to do it while moving, making, you know, uh, really difficult decisions. Like I think basketball, you think elite, you know, best to ever do it, goat, whatever. You know, I think that's the new yeah. the new thing. Like there's only three names you can maybe come up for that ever come to mind. Like it's that hard yeah. to get to that elite level that, you it's know, insane. you're talking about and the entire history of the game, four guys are at the most. And I think you could probably really limit it down to three, but, um, with that being said, man, this has been a blast. So, so thankful you taking your time there. I know you guys are getting ready to gear up and get your season started next week. So appreciate you coming on and spending a little time with us. And hopefully, uh, you know, I, I know not hopefully that someone will get something out of this. We got a lot of young coaches that, that listen in and different people in different professions. And, you know, you're kind of one of those stories. You went from student manager to GA to assistant to associate head coach. So, we salute you, and hopefully you show somebody there's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to kind of put in the work. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate you thinking of me. You know, when you when you told me you were starting this up, I was excited for you, and then when you told me you wanted to have me on, I was super excited about that. So, you know, I, I had no problem. You know, I had a great time and can't wait to listen and keep listening in the future. Yes, sir. Well, well again, this is Chase Teichman, the associate head coach at Florida College there near Tampa go find him look him up follow the Falcons and uh good luck to you guys this year man thanks Bill you guys too and give me some of your players all right <laughs> all right see you brother all right buddy all right we hope you enter uh, I about said interviewed Chase uh, I just interviewed Chase so you don't have to we hope you enjoyed the interview uh, I guess that's part of being real. Sometimes I have to make myself sound like a fool, but nonetheless, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Chase um, that I interviewed with him. Uh, great guy, as you can tell, uh, has had an interesting walk and climb through life and his journey from Nashville, Tennessee, down to Tampa, Florida, and where all it's taken him. Um, so with that being said, a few things. Number one, we'll do a quick little 30-second timeout here. Um I'm going to give you this. We talked about, you know, have to get to earlier and the difference and, you know, how to have a, I get to do this attitude. If you're listening to this right now, I urge you to do this. I'm going to challenge you to do this. You got homework. Yeah, that's right. You listen to a podcast that gives you homework. I'm going to give you this homework. Pick up the phone and call somebody that you've been meaning to call or maybe haven't talked to that you, you know, maybe feel a little guilty about that you haven't talked to in a while. And I don't know who that might be. It may be a friend, a family member. Uh, You know, I don't know who it is, but pick up the phone today and call them. You know, I, I think that's something that, uh, you know, as we go around, we've got so inter- non-personal with text messages and tweets and things of that nature, like nothing beats a good phone call. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, homework has now been assigned and we're going to check uh, on you next week. And I'm going to make sure that you did it. Okay. There's a grade with this and everybody wants to grade out highly, but um, no, do that. I think you'll, you'll, you'll 
feel a lot better about yourself. That person will probably make their day. You'll have a great conversation, be able to catch up. And then hopefully it becomes a habit. Hopefully that's something that you continue to do. I think it's super important to reach out to people and to stay in touch with them as many possible ways as you can. Not that there's anything wrong with texting or you know, Snapchatting or something like that, but pick up the phone and call. You know, I, that's something that, that I need to do better of, uh, you know, with my family and you know, with friends. I, I try to stay in touch with a lot of them, but uh, you know, there's times where I get kind of dampened down with that. I, I, I have to do this attitude and I got to change. I get to do this. I get to knock this out. And then I get to, you know, call my brother and check on how he's doing in Birmingham or call my mom or, or you know, whatever it is, uh, call my buddies back home or, you know, whatever. So um, shout out mom. I know my mom's always kind of been sitting around waiting on a, a, a podcast interview. Uh, mom, I promise you know, I sent the papers in the mail. They may get there. It's going to be slow. You know, you'll have to send it back. It'll be a whole thing. My people have to get your people. We'll find a time to bring you on, Mom. I love you. You know, I love you. Can't wait to see you again soon. Um, you know, and she kind of, I'll be honest with you, she kind of set that precedent for me. Uh, what was it, two weeks ago or two weekends ago? She just kind of hit me up. It was like, hey, I'm in Franklin, Tennessee. Let's grab lunch. And, uh, you know, what she meant by that was she was still going to drive to Cookful, which is a little over an hour away from me, and just to come grab lunch. Um, you know, she drove, golly, probably every bit of three and a half hours just to grab a lunch um, with me on a on a Sunday afternoon, and that's kind of stuck with me ever since she did. And uh, I've tried to be better about it. And I know I, I fall short all the time, but I've tried to be better. I've made an effort. So um, don't be like me. Do as I say, not as I do. Pick up the phone, call somebody. You know try to go see somebody that maybe you haven't seen, whatever it is. And I promise you'll feel a lot better about it as will they. So with that being said, we're going to kind of wrap this thing up. I hope uh, you guys leave this going well into the weekend, another big weekend of football and all kind of different sports and things and life. And, you know, we're, we're kind of into the thick of this thing. Schools have been started. So keep on keeping on. Always remember today doesn't suck and to stay tuned. I think those are the two things that have stuck with us. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're above ground, if you're, if you're here in works and you know, you're wherever you are right now in the world, you are blessed beyond measure. Send your prayers down to, uh, you know, the, the keys, the Abacos, the Bahamas, all those places. I got video today from, uh, one of our family members, uh, the Island, they have a house on and, uh, a lot of damage down there. A lot of people that, um, you know, are, are going to have to find a way to do things a little bit differently and repair a lot of damages. I've loved seeing some of the relief funds and things set up, but the, the hurricane definitely did a lot of damage. So take some time to pray um, and, and keep those guys in your thoughts and prayers. The power of prayer is just, um, it, it's immeasurable. I, and I'm a product of that. And uh, I can tell you story after story about how prayer is, has changed my life or helped me or got me through a certain situation or, or loved ones through a certain situation. So that's a story for another day, though. But thoughts and prayers down to all those that are affected by the hurricane. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for letting us come through your speakers again. Dylan Manel, 94 by 50. You just heard episode six. See you soon.